and I don't know. It's like putting it in. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. It is midnight in Cozy Corner and around the world. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, get you some pie, cause it is time for the late night fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. What do we got tonight? Tonight. We got the 2003 slasher film, Freddy vs. Jason starring Robert Englund. Can you dig it? I can dig it. I can dig it too. I am the coyote. You are listening to the Late Night Fright on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Ow! Ba-ba-ba-ba-boo-ba. Welcome, all of you turkeys, to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. This is a special Thanksgiving edition of the Late Night Fright. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very gobble-gobble co-host, Faith. Say gobble-gobble, Faith. Gobble-gobble, Faith. I knew you were actually going to say that. That's weird. You must be one of them physics. Yeah, I'm a physics for sure. You're a physics. Yeah. I think I meant psychic. I think you did. I think I did. <laughs> well, it is indeed Thanksgiving. We want to thank all of you for joining with us here. Uh, of course, in America, this is Thanksgiving. Around the world, it is not Thanksgiving, but you know what? It's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Just like Rocky Balboa, it's just a Thursday to me, you know? Exactly. But, uh, but uh, sincerely, even if you're if you're not in America, you know, happy Thanksgiving to you. You know, I hope you take the feeling of gratitude with you. And speaking of gratitude, we want to thank you for joining us today. You have a lot of options as to how you spend your time. We are so honored for real that you choose to spend your time with us and i want to thank each and every one of you if this is your first time thank you for tuning in if you're a return visitor to cozy corner our little section of the internet world thank you for coming back and if we may humbly ask you to bring 500 of your closest friends (laughs) with you next time no thank you for showing up this time but next time yeah bring 500 of your of your closest friends yeah that's not a lot to ask at all it's not a lot at all no so, Faith, it is Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful for the show. I'm very thankful for you. I'm very thankful for, for all of our listeners and fans out there. But let's talk about Thanksgiving. Let's get into it, Faith. Let's get into the food. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about this, you know, traditional fare, turkey, you know, mashed potatoes, yes. uh, potato salad, uh, you know, uh, what else? What else is? is uh, Pumpkin you know, pie, green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Uh, sweet yam, potato sweet casserole. Potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, chocolate pie, you know, a pot. stuffing, stuffing, yeah, cornbread dressing is, mm-hmm. is is one. Let me ask you this because I feel like you know our listeners need to get to know us better. Mm-hmm. What's that one Thanksgiving food? That one kind of entree and then dessert that you just have to have. You you pitch, you pitch a gobble gobble fit if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get this food. Oh, 
I definitely need my mom's broccoli and cheese casserole. That not your mom's, but that that is on my list too. The broccoli does it have rice in it. Yes. Yeah, that's on my list yeah. too. And then my sister makes a killer green bean casserole. It's so good. I definitely like. I beg her to make it throughout the year. It's that good. Um, I definitely need the turkey. Okay. Yeah. What about desserts? All of them. <laughs> Understood. I'm the dessert person. Understood. So I make all the all the dessert, pumpkin pie. I've made bread pudding. Uh, no cheesecake that's bigger than you can imagine. All kind of stuff. So I want it all. I need my uh, my broccoli cheese and rice. I need um. There's a green bean artichoke casserole. Ooh, my, I've had an artichoke one, but never. Yeah. Green bean artichoke. My grandmother started. Uh, my grandmother Hattie made it, mm. and my aunt has taken up that mantle. And let me tell you something. This is delicious. That sounds they good. asked me the other day, "What do you have to have for Thanksgiving?" And I said, "Green bean artichoke casserole." <laughs> I. I'm good with whatever, you know, turkey, but I have to have that. As far as the desserts go, I have to have my chocolate pie on Thanksgiving. Mm. And I want to tell my listeners um, out there, I love chocolate pie. Faith, you love, not chocolate pie, cherry pie. I love cherry pie. You love cherry pie, don't you? I do. I have found the uh, foolproof method for being a lazy lard ass. If you need that fix but don't want to make the pie or you can't find one out, just go get the cherry pie filling, put it in a bowl, (laughs) put a little Cool Whip on it. You're set. That You're set. sounds so good. <laughs> it was delicious. That is my Thanksgiving recipe for you out there. <laughs> Faith, which, uh, do you have a quick recipe or anything like that? Ooh, I don't know. I make so much stuff. Yeah. I like making pumpkin pie. Pumpkin Brownies pie. are really fun to make, and they go really quickly. Yeah. Like, apparently, I make the best brownies, so... There you go. (laughs) Well, happy, seriously, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we don't have any news today, but we do have a special holiday recipe from our old pal, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred, of course, lives here in Cozy Corner. Uncle Fred uh, is, of course, Fred Krueger, the real guy, not the guy played by Robert England in any of the movies. And, And Uncle Fred still, he's a little... He's a little raw about that, don't you? Yeah. You know, he doesn't like the way he was depicted, but uh, Uncle Fred has a holiday recipe for you. Here we go. This is an exclusive to the Late Night Fried right here on WKMF. Uncle Fred's favorite holiday recipe. We'll see you on the other side of this. It's your old Uncle Fred, here to wish you happy holidays, and have I got a Thanksgiving recipe for you. This is what you're going to want to do. You want to get a really sharp knife. Now, what I like to do is I like to put four of them on a glove. You've probably seen it in the movies. Anyway, so you get your really sharp knives, and then what you do is you're going to need a piggy. I recommend a teenager, and preferably a teenager that's the offspring of one of the parents that burns out alive and sent you into the dream world. What you want to get do then is you're going to want to haunt them in their dreams. Get them real nice and scared. Maybe take the form of a snake or something like that. Then what you do is you go in for the kill. You slice them and you dice them. You feed on that fear because it's absolutely delicious. Don't worry about any cranberry sauce. There's going to be guts and stuff all around. That's kind of like jelly. So just go ahead and, you know, put that next to your teenager. Enjoy it. And happy holidays, kids, from your old Uncle Fred. And by the way, hey, England, you can suck it. I'm still not happy about the way you portrayed me in that movie. Happy Thanksgiving from your old Uncle Fred. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Gobble, gobble, bitch. Well, Faith, that's a uh, good holiday eating right there. I don't yeah. is he eating the kid or the fear? I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know, but he's still salty about Robert England. Speaking of Robert England, he's in the movie we're talking about tonight, isn't he? He is. What are we talking about tonight, Faith? Freddy versus Jason. 2003's Freddy versus Jason. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a really good one. It's a good one. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully, this is a nice uh, dessert for you yes. all out there. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. This is uh, Harrison Ford, the Big HF host of The Straight Dope, right here on radio and whatnot. The Straight Dope is the number one radio program. Why is The Straight Dope number one? People want The Straight Dope. Want The Straight Dope. Join me for a very special Thanksgiving episode of The Straight Dope. I'm going to be reviewing... uh, Two uh, fruity dessert blends. We've got uh, Blueberry Hill and Cherry Pie Surprise. Both are a little sweet, a little sour, and uh, guaranteed to get you high. I'm also going to be talking about my favorite places to take a nap after I eat Thanksgiving dinner. There's the couch, maybe a bed, sometimes a chair, wherever. Join me, Harrison Ford, the Big HF, for the straight dope on whatever radio station this is. I really don't care. Listen or not, whatever. This is Bobby D'Amato, host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. And have I got a little something for you. You know, the holidays make a lot of people blue. I think it makes people blue because they don't have anybody. And people that don't have anybody aren't doing anybody. And people that aren't doing anybody, well, they're not happy. Well, have I got the solution for you. It's Bobby's Cornucopia. That's right. It's a singles mingle. I'm hosting it this Thanksgiving at the Cozy Pavilion. So if you're a loser who can't get a chick, come meet some chicks who are also losers because they can't get a dude. Bobby's Cornucopia at the Cozy Pavilion this Thanksgiving. You'll thank me. Don't baste your own turkey. Get somebody else to baste your turkey. And while you're at it, get them to make the stuffing for you too. Bobby's Singles Cornucopia. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Gobble, gobble. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We're going to have some music from our good buddies, Toon Tones, coming up later. We played them on our Horror of Dracula episode that just came out. We played them on our A Nightmare on Elm Street episode that's available wherever podcasts are found. And we just love these guys. We really do. We really do. We just think, in Faith's words, they're just cool. <laughs> They're just cool. They're so and they cool. Real, and they really are. They really are. So we have a song by them called Taxidermized. I like it. Right. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> well, as I said, welcome back to the special Thanksgiving edition of the Late Night Fright. 
Thank you for tuning in during your consumption of the ritualistic turkey sacrifice. Faith, in the history of cinema, we have had some absolutely iconic screen couples. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, Beavis and Butthead, and the two gentlemen at the center of this amazing movie we're talking about tonight. What are we talking about, Faith? Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. The 2003 film that finally pitted the two most iconic slashers of the 80s against each other in a battle that had been planned since 1987 and teased since the ending of 1993's Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. The film was directed by Ronnie Yu, the mastermind behind 1998's Bride of Chucky, written by Mark Swift and Damian Shannon, and produced by Sean Cunningham, the man who originally brought the Friday the 13th series to theaters in 1980. The film was released on August 15, 2003, and stars Monica Kina, Kelly Rowland, Jason Ritter, Chris Marquette, Catherine Isabel, and Lachlan Monroe. Ken Kersinger makes his first and only appearance as Jason Voorhees and Faith. What is this name here? Who is this guy uh, returning for his eighth and final screen appearance as Freddy Krueger? Who is this guy? It's like Roberto. Roberto Inglundo. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's that. Uh, he's that Spanish, that Mexican horror actor, isn't he? Roberto Inglundo. Oh wait, wait. That's Robert England. Oh, okay. Robert England. Yeah, right. that guy who hasn't been on the show yet. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, still an open invite, Robert. Yep. You know, on the uh, Horror of Dracula show, we offered. Um, to if he comes on the show we're going to give him a copy of his autobiography hollywood monster a walk down memory lane with the man of your dreams we're gonna give him a copy of his own book signed by us, us. signed by us that's, that's uh, who, so special who could who could pass that up and now we're referring to him as roberto Inglundo. he's never going to come on this show <laughs> well with all that said faith what do you think of freddie versus jason i really like this movie i think it's uh it's fun i love Seeing them on screen together. Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. And that's my word for everything now. It's cool. It's cool. It's <laughs> And you hit the nail on the head. It's fun. Uh, my note here is it's big, dumb, a whole lot of fun. Probably the best movie we could have asked for. <laughs> a great mashup of the two series and plays like a greatest hits album from the two guys. Yeah. I, I really enjoy this movie. I do too. And there is a nostalgia factor for me. This is the first one I saw all the way through from start to finish because I grew up in the 80s. I was scared to death of Freddy Krueger. I was scared to death of Robert England. I took my cousin, for some reason, I, I manned up and took my cousin who loves this stuff for her birthday when this came out because her birthday was uh, right before this. And this was the first one I sat through and kind of fell in love with it. That's hilarious. Just absolutely fell in love with it. And he's my favorite thing. I think they're sliced bread and Fred Krueger and he probably did the slicing of the bread. <laughs> so uh, we've covered uh, several movies from each franchise here on the show. Do you have a preference for one series over the other? And if so, why? I think in the past, I think I would have leaned more to Friday movies. But the more we do the show and we talk about them, I really... I think I pick Freddy. Pick Freddy. <laughs> I do. I think the I think the Elm Street series has a more high uh, creativity, story, yeah, and the creativity story to it. content just because of the nature yeah. of the beast. But uh, I've always kind of been more of a Fred head, uh, even before you know getting into. It, I was like, I just kind of I did think it was cool as as much as he scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, but I'm like you. Um, I've come to more appreciate Jason Voorhees as we've gotten on, especially with the show. Uh, 
I think Jason Lives is just one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And, yeah. I, and I really sincerely mean that. And we've talked about some absolute classics on this show. And I think Jason Lives stands among yeah. that those classic horror films. So, But I'm, I'm definitely more of a... Uh, more of a Fred guy. Yeah, I think the things that Fred can do is just really cool. Yeah. And again, there I go with it. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the personality. You yeah. Know, you know. Uh, do you have a favorite film or films from each uh, franchise? I think from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think Dream Warriors is my favorite. And Friday, I think just the first original film has always been my favorite. Yeah, I like... Um, one, three, and seven in the Elm Street series. Those are my favorites. Four is okay. Mm-hmm. It's close. Uh, Friday the 13th, the first one. Funny enough, I like the second one a little bit. I like yeah. I like that. Uh, one, two, four, and six. I like Good six. Picks. I kind of like Jason Takes Manhattan, but I yeah. wouldn't say it's my favorite. But uh, Jason Lives is just a great piece yeah. of work. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so, um, does it feel like this movie uh, kind of combines the best parts and tropes of each franchise? I think so, yeah. I do, too. I think so, yeah. I do, too. So we open with a prologue here that really sets the mood. Freddy Krueger in hell tells the story to us of how we got to this point in time and what he's after in this film. He's been forgotten. And as the movie goes on, we're getting to see that there has been a conspiracy among the Elm Street parents to make the children forget him. Freddy feeds on fear, and if the kids aren't afraid, then he can't come back. The opening prologue incorporates bits from the previous Elm Street installments, and we also get a glimpse into Freddy's origins. We get to see Roberto Inglundo both in and out of makeup, and the scene is shot in pretty extreme close-up. We get a good, long, lingering look at every detail of his monster's face. What do you think of the Kruger look in Freddy versus Jason? I think it looks awesome. I think it pops off the screen. Yeah. And I always say this, his eyes are even more sinister it feels like than ever. Yeah. This is my favorite of all the makeup jobs that they did I can uh, see that. because of the details. And for some reason, this to me feels like something out of a classic universal horror movie. For mm-hmm. some reason, if you see him in this makeup in black and white with his hat on, he looks like Lon Chaney's fan of the opera for some reason yeah. to me. And there's something about just the detail on this and in his presence, of course, under that makeup is something. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the opening scene? What do you think about this where Robert England is telling us a little bedtime story? He could have done that the whole movie and I would have watched right. it. <laughs> it's so good. Right. Um, I think his performance here in this scene is incredible, just like it is throughout the movie. And I get the sense in this movie that he kind of knew this was going to be the last one. Yeah. I think I think it was at least in the back of his head, that that was a possibility. And I feel like he lets it all hang out. Yeah. And I think he's having fun you, I think so. playing you can this tell. guy. Oh, yeah. Playing this guy. I think so. So, Freddy's plan is to send a resurrected Jason Voorhees to Elm Street to start murdering and killing the teenagers so he can make a triumphant return. We get a scene that feels like it's right out of a Friday the 13th movie as a naked girl. Faith, there's nudity in this movie. <gasps> Goes into the lake and is then impaled by Jason's machete. Freddy, disguised as Jason's mother, Pamela, makes an appearance and sends him on his way. Do you think the brief scene here captured the spirit of the Friday the 13th series? I think so. It definitely felt like, you know, watching a Friday the 13th movie, like starting one. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Within five minutes, you feel like you're in both franchises. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty amazing. And what do you think about Freddy's plan? I liked his plan. I think it's really interesting. I don't know. It's different. Uh, it's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I like him talking about, you know, searching the bowels of hell mm-hmm. for the most evil son of a bitch he could find. And, <laughs> you know, he's sending him. I like the way that he's manipulating Jason, yeah. you know. And we've uh, we've talked about Jason on the show before, and we both said that there's almost, almost a sympathetic quality to him, like all of the best monsters, despite all the awful things he does in the movies. But Freddy, not so much. Right. Uh, how do you feel this movie does of capturing the essence of the two characters? And I think it's right here in the first couple of minutes, yeah, really. I think they do a good job. I don't think anything ever feels too off character of, you know, of each other. No, not I at think all. I they do a good job of... You f- I mean, you feel like you're watching them in one of their older movies, you know? And I don't feel like they favor one over the other. Mm-mm. I feel like they both get ample screen time, and I feel like they both, you know, make the most out of it. And you can yeah. tell the people making this love this, oh, yeah. love all of this. Um, Jason is really kind of the antagonist in the physical world for our characters. But to me, and does it feel like this to you that Freddy is the real villain yeah. of this movie? Because oh, yeah. Jason's a problem, but... Freddy's the villain. Yeah, I mean, from his plan from the beginning, I think instantly, you know, he's the villain instantly just with his plan yes. alone. And again, I want to add, how much do you love that first prologue with him speaking to the audience I directly? I think it's wonderful. And I think he talks more in that prologue than he does in the original 1984 movie. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> so uh, our sacrifices to the Lords of Horror are led by Monica Kina as Laurie Campbell. Lori is the Nancy Thompson stand-in in this film. Her mother is dead, and it seems like her father is keeping something for her. But before we get into Monica Kina as Lori, let's talk about the story here, because I really think that this movie captures the essences of the two franchises. What do you think of the conspiracy story with the parents and the townspeople? I think it's really interesting. Right. I, 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 I don't know I, the word I'm looking for. I feel like it's a natural progression from the Elm Street yeah. movies. You know, yeah. and this one really seems to be paying homage to Elm Street 3 quite a bit. You see the Hypnosil, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and you see Weston Hills and yeah. all that. Uh, I, I really like that. And it ties into his backstory with the parents killing him. And here's the conspiracy to, to make him, you know, forgettable. Yeah, exactly. I think, it, I think it's really good. Uh, how do you feel about Monica Kina as Lori in her role as the final girl in this? I like her. She's she's no Nancy, but I think she, few are. No, no. <laughs> few are Nancy. But I think she does a good job of you know what she's doing here. I think she's uh, kind of a good mixture. You know, she's got the fear, but yeah, I think she does a good job of the toughness. Is there yeah. the vulnerability yeah. and the toughness? Uh, she's my favorite Elm Street girl behind Heather. Mm-hmm. I I just yeah. like her for some reason in this movie. I don't know if it's the way she's written, the way she's playing her, but I right. really, really, really like her. I do too. Uh, do, the, do the kids feel like a nice mixture of Elm Street teens and Crystal Lake camp counselors? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They, they Some of them do have more of a lean toward yeah. one of the other. Yeah. Uh, I think, what's her name? Gibbs, what's her name? Yeah, Gibbs. See, I feel she's more of a Friday the 13th girl. Yeah, I like her a lot, Catherine Isabel. She was in a great movie called Ginger Snaps, a, a werewolf movie that's wonderful. She's a great actress out of Canada. Uh, I like all of the kids. Uh, I have a feeling uh, we're going to be the same on this, uh, except for one of them in particular. Faith, is there one in particular that you don't like in this movie? Yeah. Faith, would you like to, uh, let's see, on three, let's see if we can, if we're okay. reading each other's minds. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. Kelly, Kelly Rowland. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Kelly Rowland that you just don't like in this movie? She's annoying. Yeah. She just, I don't know, talks and it's too her. much or she just bothers and me. And it's her. 
And I have nothing against her. I, no. I actually really like her, and I've heard she's an exceptionally nice person. It's just she she brings down yeah. one of the great experiences of my life. <laughs> I don't know. She's too. Uh, what is it? What is it about her that I'm trying to say? She's too. I don't know. I just have it written here that she annoys me for most of this movie. She does me too. Yeah. But uh, Lori's boyfriend, played by Jason Ritter, has been locked up in the Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital and has been doped up on Hypnosil, a dream suppressant, as seen in Dream Warriors. Upon the arrival of Jason to Elm Street and the suspicion that Freddy is operating again, he breaks out and goes to her, the group of kids, then find themselves on the road to Camp Crystal Lake in an effort to pit Jason against Freddy. What do you think about the way the movie does the job of combining the two franchises? One minute, we're in an Elm Street film, and then it feels like we're in a Friday film. Does it feel like either of them get shortchanged, or do you feel like we're getting each is getting an example due? Yeah, I think they do a really good job. Um, I think it flows well, for the most part. I will say, I don't think it's that it wins, but I feel like I feel more of the Nightmare on Elm Street coming through a little more for the most part. Any particular reason why? I don't know. I think, I think from the beginning, uh, Freddie just kind of captures maybe, you. Yeah. Maybe because, uh, the overarching story is Lori and Freddie. Uh, right. Yeah. The final girl is tied in with, Freddy. again, I don't think it's anything with how, how, how the scenes are going. I think it's just, I feel Freddie more. Through this movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The story around all of this is fun, but we're here for the Royal Rumble, aren't we? Yes. Right. (laughs) Freddy versus Jason, Kruger versus Voorhees. They go at it a few times in the movie. (laughs) They go at it in the dream world and they go at it in the real world at Camp Crystal Lake. In fact, the final act of this movie is them fighting. (laughs) Pretty much. Faith, what did you think of Freddy versus Jason? And did they rumble? Yeah. No, that's a... That's a really cool scene. And if I say cool one more time, I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think it's really awesome to see them against each other like that. And, oh, I, I want to see them again do that. Me too. I don't Me know. Too. That's just. Me too. Who won the fight? Mm-hmm. Who won the fight? <laughs> I lean toward Jason. I think Freddie won because of the wink at the end, and I think if he's if he's yes. winking, he's probably got something up of up his sleep. See, I think they both won and they both say. lost. I kind of lean both ways with it. Because you're not going to make everybody happy with this, no. <laughs> and I think leaving it you know a little ambiguous like that was probably you know the best route yeah. to go. And then again, I think Freddie could have won because he can go back into that dream world and right, you know, right. I love it. I, don't know. I love this movie. I do this, too. this is a big, dumb, fun movie. You know, like every time it's on TV, if it just I scroll through and see it, I stop and watch it. It's How much just, does this remind you of an old Universal horror movie? It does. You know, like House of Frankenstein. You know, the Frankenstein yeah. meets the Wolfman vibe. You know, where they fight. There's a monster <laughs> rally and they fight. You know, and is this not like a twelve year old's like wet dream? Yeah. You know, like you know Spider Man versus Silver Surfer. You know, Hulk versus Captain America and Thor. You know, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. You know. That's why I was like, I would, I mean, even if it's not them, let's pair some more people up. <laughs> right. I I am so glad that this, this got made, that we get this, because it's just such a nice, you know, cherry on, on top of each of the franchises. And for England to go out on this, I know he did the guest spot on the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. but 
this, this he went out on top with this. Oh, yeah. I, I really like it. I have some things to say about his performance when we get to the favorites. But uh, do you have anything you'd like to add before we take a very short break? I think that's it. I don't have anything else right now either. But when we get back, we are going to talk about our favorites and we are going to have the song Taxidermized by the Tomb Tones out of Atlanta, Georgia. Until then, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams. Pew, pew. That's laser with a Z and beams with a Z with your update from Laser Lanes. Pew, pew. Tonight's high score in laser tag was Hot Rod 69 with 814,000 points and 289 CK. That's confirmed kills. Kills with a Z. Darina Luckluckin, also known as the Hammer, Bang Bang, host of the Power of Women on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio, showed up and said that we were all oppressive, misogynistic, fascist men. We laughed at her. Ha ha. We thought she was joking. Unfortunately, there is a lawsuit pending. Oh, no. Join me, Scott Rice, for Laser Bams. Pew, pew. Only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. This is Bert Peterman, Cozy Corner's resident old bastard and host of Bustin' Balls with Bert, the most politically incorrect show on the radio. Happy Thanksgiving, all you numbnuts out there. This week, I'm going to be talking about cranberry sauce. How the hell do they get it in the shape of the can? I'm going to bust its balls right here on the radio. Turn down the goddamn music. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And this is a special Thanksgiving edition of the Late Night Fright. A little dessert after you've had your turkey. We've been talking about one of our favorite movies of all time, Freddy vs. Jason. It's big. It's dumb. It's kind of silly, kind (laughs) of stupid. And you know what? I love it with all my heart. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) We have some music from our buddies, the Tomb Tones out of Georgia. We have a song called Taxidermize that we're going to play in just a minute. But we're going to wrap up here on Freddy versus Jason, and we're going to go with our favorites. Faith, what are some of your favorites from this movie? Moments, scenes, lines, characters, anything is on the table. I love seeing the two of them together. I think that's... That's awesome, and I want yeah. more of that with movies. <laughs> yes. I love the kill. Is his name Trey, the one that gets yeah. squished to the bed? I love yeah. that. I don't know why. Classic Voorhees, right? And then I just love different sets of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The boiler room. I like the field where they were having uh, the rave. Yeah. I like the dream world with Jason and Freddy with the water. Yeah. So many good things. Yeah. Um, I like the way England plays Freddy in this movie and the way they write it. 
because at, we've done the show and everybody out there hopefully has listened to it. If you haven't, <laughs> please listen to our uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, episode. Very dark, very terrifying, yeah. very scary. He is a little dark and terrifying and scariness, but you get a little bit of the humor too. I feel like they kind of make uh, make a, a victory lap around all the kind of incarnations of Freddy. There's the yeah. humor in the one-liners, but there's a serious nature of it too. And uh, I think he is extremely creepy in this movie at the end of the day, especially the scene where he has Laurie on the ground in the dream world and he's got the uh, the claw up and he's going up her leg, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, first time princess, you know, first time Prince be a little messy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, he's great in this movie. This movie succeeds, I believe, because of because him. of Robert England. Yeah, yeah, Roberto Englando. <laughs> I agree with you completely. The uh, shadow in the boiler room and the red lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite kill is uh, Mark Davis, played by Brendan Fletcher, in the bathroom. It's such a callback to three, and it's just classic Freddy. It really is classic Freddy. I love that we cut from the dream world to the real world. So they're seeing him die. Mm -hmm. And I love that you don't see Freddy inflicting the damage. You're seeing their, their reaction to the damage happening, which I think is just wonderful. Uh, I have another note here. England is just great in this. His reactions and facial expressions are wonderful. I think, I think uh, you can't say enough good things about him here. He really lets it hang out. Uh, We've shortchanged this guy. Ken Kersinger is Jason. I think he's a wonderful Jason. What do you think of of him? I think so too. You, he almost brings back that classic Jason feel. You know, there's he just brings that Jason vibe to this. I think he did a yeah. great job. Yeah, I don't know if this is sacrilege among Friday fans, but I think he's my favorite. Yeah, he's really good. He's just got it. You I know, know. Uh, and you only get him in this in this movie. Um, the ending on the dock, fighting each other with their with their weapons and the decapitation of Freddy calling back to the original movie. And uh, the other thing too, is you can tell the people who made this movie just absolutely love these characters. I also want to say Graham Ravel's score in this film. What did you think of the score in this film? Because I am a huge fan of it. I am too. I I think it's amazing. There's a theme that he composed for Freddy outside of the nightmare theme, which makes a few appearances here. And, uh, I'm going to hum just a little bit of it. It's right in the beginning in the prologue, and it's this beautiful thing that makes a few appearances, and it's uh, on the cellos. And it's... Beautiful. It comes back when uh, she kills him at the end. Uh, were you catching that 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 little bit of score there? Because I, <laughs> I just love it for some reason. I do too. And I really think... That functions as as a B theme for Freddie. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. it's wonderful, wonderful little piece of uh, music. It so really is. Uh, you already answered this question, but you know what? I'm going <laughs> to ask it again. Do we want to see these two again on screen at some point in the future, either together or solo? Both. <laughs> if 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 Robert's playing Freddie, I mean. Do you want to see him one more time? I do. Because I'm worried with the, with the remake culture, you know, what yeah, they would do to him. Yeah, because yeah, we've already had that move, you know, somebody else play him. And yeah, I won't get into that, but Robert is Freddy. I want to see one more. I would love to see one more. And of course, I'd like to see Jason again. I'd like to see them together. I'd like to see more movies like this with people against each yeah. other. I think it's so it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who don't like this movie say it kind of craps on the characters. Uh, do you feel like this tarnishes their legacy? I don't. I think it's I a victory lap. I think this is just. 
hey, let's have some fun. That's what I get from it. It's just, it's entertaining to watch. Fun. It really is. Fun is is the name of the game here. (laughs) And like we said, we hope this has been a nice dessert after Thanksgiving dinner for you. And uh, well, Faith, you have anything else you'd like to add about Freddy versus Jason? There's really not much more to say about it except for this movie's awesome. I know. You should should watch it every day. (laughs) Really? No, I think that's it. That's all I got. Well, we have some music from the Tomb Tones, our buddies out of Georgia. Check them out there online. Check out their merch. They're hard at work on a new album. We got one of their songs from their old album. (laughs) This is called Taxidermized. Sounds awesome. Right here. here on the Late Night Fright. We'll see you on the other side. There it is, taxidermized by the Tomb Tones. Faith, go ahead and say it. That is so cool. That, that is might so be cool. my new favorite song, actually. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I love it. It is so hard to pull off any original music. Trust me, I know it. 
Uh, it's so hard to pull off original music well. It's so hard to do what they do and have it not be high camp or, you know, uh, too funny. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the perfect mix. <laughs> I love these guys. Seriously, guys, we love you. We love you. And we need to hook up and get you on the show when your new album comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. That is just we so just cool. need to hook up. You know, I love seeing them <laughs> on Instagram and uh, their merch. And we need to get some shirts, too. I, I, I will. Uh, and we're going to be getting some Late Night Fright shirts eventually. Hopefully soon here after the first of the year, and uh, we, maybe we can exchange some shirts with you guys because I, I I just think the world of them. They've been so supportive of the show, and thank you so much uh, for for your support. And uh, I'm I, again, I'm sorry it took me so long to play some more music, you know. And uh, know. when the new album is out, we will play play it in its entirety. Yeah, play it in say. its damn entirety. <laughs> <laughs> so. Faith, uh, Freddy versus Jason, a delicious Halloween, not Halloween, uh, Halloween. it is, it is very Halloween-y, uh, <laughs> delicious Thanksgiving dessert, right? It, it really some, is. Some slicing and some dicing like, you know, like you would with a, with a turkey. With a turkey, yep. <laughs> well, thank you all again for tuning in. We know you have a lot of options as to what you do with your time. Thank you for spending that time with us. And happy Thanksgiving, sincerely. I don't care if you're in America or around the world. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. gobble, gobble. We're (laughs) thankful for all of you out there. Faith, it feels like it's getting to be that time. It It does. There it is, Faith, the music. Time to say goodnight. If I can leave you all out there with one thought outside of thank you and happy Thanksgiving, it's a... Try to resolve your differences peacefully, not like Freddie and Jason. <laughs> that is not good conflict resolution. No. But it's really fun to watch, isn't it? Sure it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next time. Faith, I think it's that time. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side. This is a coyote for the late night fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. It's good to resolve things in an adult, mature way. Don't be like Freddie and Jason. Take the good vibes you got from this show. Take them with you out into that world. If you can't find them in that world, look into your heart. They're right there waiting for you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.